Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. For Seth, on this Thursday, number to call hasn't changed, 602-508-0960 here on AM 960, The Patriot. Love to hear from you. Uh, Seth is battling a little, kind of like a cold, messing with his throat. Uh, he, he's doing everything he can to get back. And uh, he's, he told me on the uh, on an email earlier today, that he hopes to be back real soon. But you and I have at least this last hour left on this Thursday. Would love to hear from you. And uh, to get um, to get um, your perspective on I just wonder if you feel like me. Because the day after the election, I just found myself bewitched, bothered, and bewildered And not like that old song about a romance. It was not in a good way. You and I saw the 2022 election degenerate into 2022.0. And if you're like me, you developed enough doubt, disbelief, and downright cynicism to fill a metaphorical Grand Canyon. There was one guy, he's not from Arizona, And uh, usually he's working on funny stuff for the Babylon Bee. His name is Joel Berry. He lives in Ohio, but he temporarily abandoned satire to get serious. And for that, it's my belief that at least immediately following the election, he earned the status of honorary Arizonan succinctly describing the current state of affairs right here in the 48th state, quoting Joel Berry. It's not Republican messaging. It's not low-quality candidates. It's not Trump. It's not abortion. It's mass mail-in drop box voting. It's as simple as that. Now, you and I have talked about this before, and I tried to warn you That mail-in voting, which we accepted, what, circa 1990 or 92 out here, as as an instrument of convenience, it can be tooled, it can be turned into a tool of connivance. And I got to tell you, I think that's what that has happened here in Arizona, especially in 2020 and 2022. And here's the irony. And you may have heard me talk about this before. A decade ago, in 2012, interesting group got together to create something called News 21. It was a program funded by the Carnegie Corporation of New York and the Knight Foundation. Its goal was to help, quote, change the way journalism is taught in the U.S. and train a new generation of journalists capable of reshaping the news industry. 
And wouldn't you know, this program, News 21, was headquartered at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communication right here at Arizona State University. And part of that was collaboration with NBC News through the network's investigative blog, Open Channel. Let me read you the headline from September 25th, 2012. This is an article that I believe you can still find. In fact, in my newspaper column, I put the live link on it. The title is this. The real vote fraud opportunity has arrived, casting your ballot by mail. And as I mentioned, you can still find it at NBCNews.com. It has not disappeared down a memory hole yet. Though since I've pointed this out to you, it could probably change. What did change was the way the media collectively reacted to vote by mail concerns about fraud when they were voiced again in the wake of COVID. Simply stated, the press was not impressed. Suddenly, all those warnings that came a decade ago were were set aside. And the simple fact is this. Once News 21 met the 2020 campaign, it was clear that any reshaping of the news industry was simply a reinforcement of its long-time leftward tilt. But you and I know something else about 2022 and the campaign this year. It brought forth a former journalist troubled by the dismissive coverage of concerns raised during the 2020 vote count in Arizona and the Orwellian newspeak that enshrined Democrat talking points as established fact. My friend Carrie Lake spent more than two decades at the anchor desk on Channel 10. Then she walked away from that lucrative gig and into the Republican race for governor. Not only did she win the GOP primary in dramatic, come-from-behind fashion, she also challenged her former colleagues in journalism to embrace objectivity in campaign coverage. When they continued to dance to the Democrat tune, Lake held press conferences during which she would offer on-the-spot refresher courses and immediate critiques to a largely hostile and partisan press corps. Those performances established Lake as a rising star in the Republican Party, and that star continued to rise, as did her pre-election poll numbers, when Democrat nominee Katie Hobbs refused to debate her. Long before that, Lake had called for Hobbs to recuse herself from any involvement in overseeing the election, citing legitimate conflict of interest concerns that should have superseded Katie's role as Secretary of State. (laughs) But you know what happened there. Katie said no. So, with the fox guarding the henhouse, most Republicans eschewed mail-in voting, 
opting instead to cast their votes in the traditional way on Election Day. They reasoned that their personal appearance, their personal appearance would help prevent a repeat of those curious 2020 results. But you and I know what happened next, and it was a not-so-funny thing. At least 30% of the tabulation machines malfunctioned in Maricopa County, the county with over 60% of the total Arizona electorate. Whether through incompetence or intentional neglect, the Maricopa County mess resulted in voter suppression, voter suppression of Republicans. The refusal of a state judge to grant an emergency Republican request to extend voting hours to 10 p.m., well, that helped seal the deal. Next came six days of laborious vote counting that really amounted to kabuki theater culminating, of course, with the announcement of a narrow victory for Katie Hobbs. Well, Carrie Lake offered a succinct reaction. Arizonans know BS when they see it. And she has mounted a legal challenge that is now in the courts. And we're going to talk more about that in just a couple of minutes. Meantime, you'll be pleased to hear that the Babylon Bee remains firmly rooted again in satire. One of the post-election headlines read this way. Katie Hobbs projected to win Arizona's governor's race with 108% of precincts reporting. You know what that means, right? There is truth in humor. Now, the fact is, ain't nothing funny about what's going on here. And it's not a deal where, you know, the, the, the easy thing to say is, oh, you're a sore loser. There are serious problems. And when you hear the contortions that Maricopa County officials went through, and some of their curious, highly partisan actions, even when they're in control of tabulating the votes. Do you have a First Amendment right to state your preference? You bet. But when you're in a position of responsibility over an electoral process, you better think twice about doing it. It's J.D. for Seth. When we come back, I'll talk more about the lawsuit and some curious behavior here in Maricopa County. Stay with me. But the election, not cool. 21 minutes past five. J.D. Hayworth in for Seth Seth Liebson on AM 960, The Patriot. Number to call 602-508-0960. And uh, I just, I got to put it to you. Because I I was out with a, a prominent Maricopa County Republican, old friend of mine, 
the gentleman uh, had seen his name on ballots before, and he is. Um, he said to me yesterday, you know, the quality of the candidates just wasn't there. And one thing I've noticed, I've gone through it a couple of times when I, when I finish second. There are a lot of folks in retrospect who become Monday morning quarterbacks. And I think I told you about the craziest thing. I was out shopping one day after a finishing second in the midterms of 2006. And a lady came up and and told me, I didn't vote for you this time. I didn't like the way you ran your campaign. I said, well, that's interesting. Was there anything on the issues where you disagreed with me? No, I didn't like the way you ran your campaign. Okay, well, understand, ma'am, respectfully, this is not like watching a television show or a stage play or going to a movie. When you tell me you didn't like the campaign, but you can't tell me an issue where you disagreed with me, well, all I can tell you is you're going to have someone next, your next congressperson is going to be very, very different. And I don't know that you're necessarily going to find that different is better. What is also interesting? is the fact that that Carrie Lake, who I believe has some legitimate concerns, uh, if you take a look at Fox, my pals over at the Gateway Pundit put a headline down thusly, only Tucker on Fox News will talk to Carrie Lake. That was what happened last night on Tucker Carlson Tonight, and Carrie Lake on the Fox News channel chronicled what she believes were the problems. Take a listen to Cut 10. Our voters were showing up on Election Day. That was no secret. And the minute the polls opened, the wheels fell off. The uh, ballot printers weren't working. There wasn't enough toner in the printers. The tabulators weren't working. It became a debacle. And the lines started forming right away. Some of the lines, three hours, four hours, five hours. And there's video of people walking out of line. People told us, and this is in our lawsuit, that they showed up. They couldn't even find parking because the Parking lots were full and the lines were long, and many people didn't even get to vote. There it is, voter suppression. Now, let me just tell you what happened in the North Scottsdale, quote, voting center, where the lovely Miss Mary and I went at oh dark 30. We were out there before opening time, so we were there, uh, what, about 20 minutes till 6 a.m. A lot of good, committed voters were out there. Waiting to get in. We get in to vote, and the announcement is made, uh, one of the tabulation machines is not working. But the, the, the volunteers of the polling place say, now, we're going to be okay because this other machine is working. Now, you'll finish marking your ballot. You may have to stand in line to put your ballot into the one operating tabulation machine, but you'll get it done. So, for us, it went well. It was very different than 2020, where, can, can I just be honest with you? The, the, the folks at another, the, the folks at another, quote, voting center, 
it was just like a whole NPR vibe. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, these folks, you expect them to be wearing their Greenpeace shirts. I mean, it was very clear. And look, everybody has a right to work at the polls. That, that was another thing, by the way. The Republican National Committee actually went in and filed suit against Maricopa County because there were a majority of Democrat volunteers, even though there were just as many Republicans who wanted to serve. In fact, there were, there's so much that has gone on with this thing that it just, there are serious questions. And when you believe that there have been problems, your recourse is filing a lawsuit. That's what Carrie Lake has done. Monday, the judge in the case will entertain a motion to dismiss. I guess a couple of them will come out there. One from Maricopa County uh, and one from uh, lawyers for Katie Hobbs. I'm now governor. You know, it's really going to be interesting if, in fact, Uh, Katie Hobbs is sworn in as governor. I mean, you hear that little Minnie Mouse voice, but that Minnie Mouse voice behind that little voice is a Marxist. And that's just a fact. I mean, if you, we we have tried to avoid uh, becoming California. There's a term for that. I'm not going to use it on the family show. Uh, But it may be coming. Carrie Lake again last night on the Fox News channel, Channel on Tucker Carlson tonight. She points out another flaw in the election process cut 11. We vote for a full month in Arizona with early ballots. And on election day when the Republicans showed up, the election day voting was sabotaged, and that's what our case is going to prove. It's a 70-page lawsuit that reads like a real crime novel. Yeah, it does read like that. The 70 pages have been released. But here's the, the deal. If you value your vote, exercising the franchise is one of the great honors and responsibility of citizenship in the United States of America. And when you fall for the siren song of, hey, I can mail it in, I can do that, if you take away from the importance of Election Day, and I know there have been a lot of people say, hey, Republicans, we got to get like Democrats. We got to go out and get the ballot. We got to get the votes banked. We got to do it all by mail. Whoa, wait a minute. There's another way to get this done, is there not? And that is to say, if you care enough to vote, tell you what, we'll have a federal holiday on Election Day. We'll make it like Christmas Day so you can go vote. It would seem to me that would be good because it's real simple on these mail-in ballots. No voter ID required. You don't know who's filling these things out. Would I like to believe everybody's honest? Yeah. Did we see some curiosities in 2020? Yeah. Have those curiosities been compounded in 2022 in Maricopa County? Yes, they have. When we come back, Carrie Lake, surprise, surprise, is uh, 
Well, old James Carvel, Raging Cajun, says bad things about her. Remember the Olinsky tactics, isolate, separate, and then belittle, make jokes about folks. When it comes to Maricopa County, the elections process, I wish we could make jokes. I got to tough, talk tough about them. That's coming up. No, 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 baby. I'm still here. We'll just, uh, not to create scandal, we'll just pretend that was Miss Mary singing that. <clears throat> uh, 34 minutes past five, uh, heading down the home stretch. On this Thursday, man, where does the time go? It's J.D. Hayworth in for Seth Liebson. Seth, a little under the weather. Uh, you're on top of the news. You may have some comments on uh, Election Day and uh, the emerging lawsuits. 602-508-0960 here on AM 960, The Patriot. Now, uh, you heard from Carrie Lake uh, from her comments last night on Tucker Carlson tonight on the Fox News Channel. And uh, politics, part of it is instinctive. Regardless of ideology, you, uh, you tend to joke about your adversaries. Although the next guy doesn't sound like he was joking. Uh, James Carville. Married uh, Republican consultant Mary Madeline. About the time I, um, I I got elected to Congress, and of course uh, James Carville, the raging Cajun, uh, earned his stripes advising old Bill Clinton in that campaign of 1992. So I want you. To, it's very interesting. I was watching the video of this from the CNN newsroom with. Uh, the Let Me Accost You, Jim Acosta, on the anchor desk. And old James Carville is sitting there, not looking at the camera, just kind of, it, it was just weird. And when you hear this first utterance from James Carville, I'm not going to suggest that the raging Cajun is going all Joe Biden on us, but I am going to suggest that this this utterance was like he almost had to get his motor started. It was like he almost had to get his motor started to uh, to make a comment about Carrie Lake. Let's listen to cut 12. Well, well, all right, I, I, Carrie Lake, is she, she's out there. She's goofy and stupid and ignorant. Let me tell you what's going on in Arizona. Proposition 211, which is a citizen's ballot measure to tell people that spent over $5,000 of dog money in Arizona to have to disclose. That passed by 73%. Arizona had a ballot measure that would allow non-citizens to pay the Arizona intuition rate at, at Arizona colleges and universities. That's big news. Carrie Wake being goofy, right-wing, stupid is hardly big or startling news. I mean, I mean she's lost. She's done. Uh, James... I don't ever want to hear from you and your fellow travelers about, gee, can't we all just get along? You see, there's, there's not only a double standard when it comes to press coverage. There's a double standard. That crowd can say anything. 
And when I'm on the air, at times engaged in, yeah, okay, comments that may be belittling, they are done basically to be humorous, but also to make a point. Hey, that Carrie Lake, she's stupid. She's stupid. Wow, Jan. That first thing, what was that utterance? Can we isolate that? All right. I mean, what are you talking about, Raging Cajun? So there it is. That's what they had to say. Of course, one reason I am behind this microphone is because I have uh, some rejoinders to offer. And I would simply tell you that uh, at the lawsuit on Monday, the Board of Supervisors is going to have to be there. And that would include this emerging comedy team, this Mutt and Jeff team of Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates and County Recorder Stephen Richer. I mean, these guys, if you saw, and I watched it on TV, if you saw that that public hearing, that special meeting to certify the county's election. Basically, the guys are Mutt and Jeff. And when we come back, I will tell you why. Now, if you disagree with me, that's cool. I'd love to hear from you. 602-508-0960. AM960 is the Patriot. KKNT, it's J.D. Hayworth for Seth Liebson on the eponymously named Seth Liebson Show. Yeah, 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 I know. Uh, 16 minutes till 16. That's a fine tune. Uh, but uh, it's the spoken word that motivates me, and I'm uh, in for Seth Liebson, uh, the I in this case, recovering Congressman J.D. Hayworth. Uh, the last word will go to one of you before we part company at 602-508-0960. But before we get there, just got to share more about my honest feelings about uh, what has gone on in this county? You can forget all about Abbott and Costello. Ditto for Martin and Lewis. A new comedy team with a familiar name has suddenly emerged right here in the Grand Canyon State. These days, Maricopa County residents are treated to the escapades of a real-life Mutt and Jeff. And unlike the original comic strip duo, this modern-day pair sadly is not confined to the funny papers. Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates and County Recorder Stephen Richer have made headlines in the aftermath of Election Day. Unfortunately for them, their act, or more accurately, their actions, are not receiving rave reviews. Still, their political performance art played to a full house and a large Internet audience during the county supervisor's special meeting of Monday, November 28th. Chairman Gates unwittingly affirmed the performance emphasis in his opening remarks, referring to the media agenda, or pardon me, the meeting agenda, as a, quote, run of show. 
And what a show! As pure entertainment, it fell somewhere between the efforts of earnest amateur thespians giving their all in a community theater production and open mic night at a comedy club where most stand-up aspirants would be well advised to remain seated. The county's lead players could be found in that latter category. You see, Gates and Richer don't utilize the clever put-downs that Bob Hope and Bing Crosby directed at each other in their famous road motion pictures. Instead, our taxpayer-subsidized comedy team relies upon the maudlin schmaltz of mutual admiration. Sure enough, the opening remarks of Chairman Gates were really just a warm-up routine for recorder Richer, with a presentation style reminiscent of public TV's Mr. Rogers. The board chairman introduced his county co-worker. The board is very grateful for your work, Stephen, and thanks so much for addressing us. Richard recited some specific numbers, 1.87 million ballots mailed to county voters, 1.3 million completed and returned, 290,000 of those dropped off at voting centers on election day, needing signature verification, which was completed by Thursday afternoon, then the processing of those ballots done by Sunday afternoon. In other words, those early ballots dropped off on election day at voting centers, about 10,000 shy of 300,000, a record number for any election in Maricopa County, and almost 120 more that arrived than arrived on election day 2020. All those ballots took five days after election day 2022 to be completely prepared for counting. Now, one of the curious things is we understand those ballots didn't go straight to Maricopa County. They were run over to a vendor, Runbeck, which, uh, very interesting, those are the guys who print the ballots. You check the campaign contributions of the couple that runs Runbeck, Mr. and Mrs. Runbeck, big-time donors to Act Blue. But, hey, we're not supposed to think anything, right? Because there was Stephen Richer, and listen to the way he said this. Quote, Over 100 people of all parties contributed to the signature verification process. Hear that? Sounds very inclusive. But he doesn't give us a key detail. What was the partisan composition of that signature checking group? But those who were there watching the county recorder didn't have to wonder about the objects of his praise or scorn. After expressing his 100% confidence in the integrity and character of the people working the other half of the election operation, the election day balloting so plagued with problems, there was Stephen Richard spreading a heavy dose of verbal frosting on this slice of rhetorical flattery. Quote, that starts with Chairman Bill Gates, who has continued to lead despite personally and probably going through personal hell. Bill, I've admired your strength 
and character. As for the majority of concerned citizens in attendance, Richer was disdainfully dismissive. Saying the focus needed to be, quote, on real issues, the county recorder characterized the grassroots skepticism as, quote, conspiracy theories promoted on social media by people who know nothing, and that drew a large, angry reaction from the crowd. Chairman Gates then intervened in his Mr. Rogers-like way, admonishing the audience, threatening to call a recess, before allowing Richard to conclude. And then once the county recorder was finished, the presiding officer made a pronouncement that was shockingly premature. This election was run extremely well, as you pointed out. Gates said to Richer. So despite a parade of eyewitnesses recounting mechanical problems with tabulators and printers, as well as a plethora of other election day problems, you know what was clear about this public hearing? It was very clear that it did not result in county officials truly listening. After 90-plus minutes of comments, concerned citizen Michelle Dillard summed it up, quote, This election is not certifiable. It was targeted voter suppression by the county, including elected officials with glaring conflicts of interest. Among those elected officials with glaring conflicts? Well, how about the recorder and the chairman? Stephen Richer started a dark money political action committee Democracy Republicans pack targeting Trump-endorsed candidates. Bill Gates spoke out publicly against those same Republican nominees, calling their, their primary victories a catastrophe and telling Politico, the Washington-based political newspaper, he hoped, quoting now, for Republican humiliation at the ballot box. Oh, there's humiliation, all right. But it's Gates and Richer who should be embarrassed, along with all the members of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. They voted to certify this election. They're going to be in court on Monday morning. And we'll see if it's so easy for them and Katie Hobbs to get that motion to dismiss. Back with final words, it's J.D. for Seth, AM 960, The Patriot. Uh-huh. Well, this has been absolutely dreamy, romantic overtones notwithstanding. Five minutes till six, heading down the home stretch. And uh, as I said we would do today, we, we concentrated on political stories in Arizona or affecting Arizonans. Some other big stories out there that uh, need a mention, for example, Sam Bankman-Fried, maybe they'll start pronouncing his last name Fried. He's in the slammer down in the Bahamas. And isn't it curious? He was supposed to testify in front of the uh, the banking committee. It's got a new name now, but that's what it is, the banking committee, about his ripoff thing. And wouldn't you know he got arrested just prior to that? Listen to the way George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley 
explains this. Cut 13. Well, this is the first time in my memory that prosecutors, rather than a defense attorney, stop someone from making self-incriminating statements. Uh, this was a windfall opportunity for the prosecutors. He was willing to go forward with hours of rather hostile cross-examination on every detail in the case. Why wouldn't you want that to happen? That's all admissible. It's real simple, Professor Turley. You spell the Department of Justice, the word justice, J-U-S-T space U-S, just us. The Democrats looking for a partisan advantage. They took millions of dollars in ill-gotten gains from Sam Bankman-Fried, and they don't want the trouble for it. Now, the remarkably self-unaware award of the day goes to both Andrea Mitchell, the anchor at MSNBC, and the little buddy, Tony the Flea Fauci. Listen to Cut 14. And with the rise of disinformation and misinformation... Are we developing an anti-science yeah. well, in society? The answer is yes, the short answer to your question, uh, Andrea. But the other thing that's is that there's so much misinformation that we, we we're experiencing the normalization of untruths. Well, gee, Tony, hang on just a second, because weren't because as you like because weren't you the guy that put forth all those untruths? Weren't you the guy that said, yeah, put on two masks? Weren't you the guy that said this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated? And weren't you the guy, Tony Fauci, who tried to deny the involvement of the Wuhan lab and taxpayer money in the research there that we know now happened? Tony Fauci, the disinformation, the untruths normalized, on your head, be it. Sorry, that's not real holiday-like, but it's true. For Seth Liebson, J.D. Hayworth, stay brave, stay free, stay tuned, and thanks for listening.